there, Druid. How are you? What's going on I'm today? I'm good. Oh, you know, just chilling giggles. Shut up, BT. Chilling and giggles. It's uh, it's part for course. Because I was sitting here. I was sitting here like already, and like I already have the giggles, man. Mm -hmm. the, like they're gonna pick on me already, and mm -hmm. I because like I feel the giggles. <laughs> well, I'm excited. That's one of the things that, uh, that that everybody loves about you, Druid. So you're gonna lean into that shit. <laughs> I do. Mm. I don't even think I could not lean into it. I don't That's think true. I could. Like the more I fight it, the more it's just like it's coming out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you're definitely a little ball of energy. <laughs> we need to like. I swear it's not the coffee. Yeah, we need to figure out how to hook hook you up to like the power grid and. We don't need nu nuclear reactors if we had you. That is so true. <laughs> Just sit me on the internet for a while. Uh -huh. I'll power the whole city. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last week we had the beautiful and wonderful T-Cat on. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. amount of times I thought about T-Cat this week. Because mm. every time I pulled up Emily D. Baker... I was just like, oh, T-Cat, I wonder if you're in chat. <laughs> I know, I know. So guys, definitely go uh, check out T-Cat's video. We got it up, up this morning, and yep. uh, we appreciate her joining the show. It was, it was an amazing episode. Speaking of amazing episodes, <laughs> we have a very special guest star today. We're super stoked. I'm personally a big fan. Uh, I, I uh, try and catch his streams every time that I can because um, he, he's just a warm, infectious, um, chill, uh, but also hilarious um, person. He just uh, brings joy and light to his streams. And um, I feel like I'm missing something if I don't get to watch one of his streams. Uh, he, yeah, he won me over when mm -hmm. we were talking about like our old emo kid music. And I'm just like... <laughs> Kindred spirits. I know, I know, exactly, yes. So, uh, without further ado, let's have our, our guest for today on, the, the incredible, uh, unflappable Rusty Tonics. <laughs> Yay! Round of applause! <laughs> well, thank you. You betcha, Thank you dude. for that very kind, very flattering introduction. You guys got me all flustered. Oh, I mean, dude, thank you for being here. It's an honor to have you on the show because uh, we just respect the hell out of you and what you do for the community. And you have an amazing community who adores you. And it's easy to see why. So please tell, tell our folks a little bit more about yourself. Well, as, uh, as I was said, I am uh, Rusty Tonics. You can just go by Ru or call me Rusty. That's totally fine. Uh, I have a pretty heavy focus on like D&D &D and other tabletop content currently. Just Dungeons and Dragons, maybe branching back into some Vampire the Masquerade sooner. Uh, mm. But the main focus for the channel currently is RPG content. And um, that's a big part of it. And then the other part is just getting like I love hanging out with friends, talking about nerd culture, different comic books, movies, all that stuff. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm all about over here for anyone who hasn't had a chance uh, to stop in yet. I'm kind of only doing four streams a week at the moment, keeping up with the busy work schedule but uh it's usually some rpg stuff and maybe the occasional just like games with friends kind of day other than that it's pretty pretty straightforward stuff over here 
right on. Uh, I, I, you say straightforward, but I don't think anything is straightforward about your your, your content because chaos. you you chaos. always interject such just hilarity and entertainment uh, in your like from your Star Wars streams to your Skyrim streams. <laughs> oh, those <laughs> so. are fun. Like the Star Wars have been a good time, honestly. And like the again, thank you for the custom sound alert. That was oh. a nice, a nice moment there. I, you're the first person outside of like my trio of besties to actually give me their voice to use on my stream. Oh. So thank you. You're I'm a honored. very elite echelon of individuals. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, I'm honored that, that you that you that you you know chose to have my audio on on your thing. I think that's fantastic. That was good times. Mm. Well, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited. I was looking forward to this. Uh, we maybe shouldn't have scheduled it like two months ahead of time because I've been just sitting there every Friday. Like, it's going to be my turn. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that has. We get it. It was killing me. It. Trust me. It feel, we, we feel the same well, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right into the interview, sir, because we have lots of folks in chat today who want to hear things about you that maybe some of them already know, but maybe they don't. So uh, I know there's definitely things that I am curious about. And uh, so let's let's start it off with our favorite first question. Please share okay. a boring fact about yourself. I played curling semi-professionally for four and a half, five years. What's You're curling? ready. Oh, yeah, no, I remember this question. I'm like, curling, that is the most mundane thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, okay. Throwing rocks down ice. That's good. Uh, forgive me for, for my ignorance. Please tell me what curling is. There's a sport, uh, I believe, invented in Scotland, but co-opted by the Canadians very quickly, where you just slide 40-pound rocks of granite down a sheet of ice and try to get it closest to the center of a series of rings and then you sweep you can see them in the olympics oh. the swedish team is always wearing funky pants it's kind of a tradition i don't know it's like <laughs> the least exciting sport on the planet after maybe golf so it's kind of like a shuffleboard only with a big block on ice yeah except you're on ice so there's like always the added risk of injury uh it's also the only sport i know where you can just bring your beers right out into the the rink and just like be playing curling while you're sipping some beers and stuff wow so yeah. like yeah, so. it's a it's like a chill gladiatorial version of <laughs> shuffleboard of shuffleboard absolutely it's very canadian uh yeah so i did that for five years i went to the quebec games twice and i almost oh. qualified for nationals but uh, that's where the career ended in that aspect. That's wild. That's freaking that's so amazing. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing so that cool. deep. That's some good deeds right there. Down some ice and sweeping it. That's it's like <laughs> the least exciting thing I could have ever done, but I enjoyed it. It kept me in I, shape. That's so cool. I love that. We know Curling. a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's happy. You're stuck with I'm that good at, I'm good at sweeping. I was like, I hated to become a, a janitor my whole life. Oh, oh no. All right. Um, how did you pick your Twitch name and what was the inspiration? Mm. Oh, uh, so when I started streaming a couple years back, well, year, a year and a bit now, it's almost two years in August, I, uh, I was just sitting at home. I was trying to think of a cool name to go with uh, and kind of get started on. We had already started the D&D stream at that point, and we wanted to all stream individually as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so Rusty was an old nickname because I had a big old head of, like, bright orange, rusty-colored hair. 
and then Tonics was honestly like I'm like I went into the internet and I'm like Rusty with other names after it. Let's just shuffle stuff until I get. I was very very lazy with stuff creatively. I... Take a lot of shortcuts. Hey, uh, yep. got you there. Rusty Toxin was one of them, and I'm like that sounds kind of unpleasant, you know, but yeah. like. I like the X on there, and like you can use tonics to heal people. And I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, like it's hard in my French. I'm sorry. I swear a lot. No, you're good. Yeah, 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 no worries. So do I. Um, okay, good. Sweet. <laughs> you can cuss. It's fine. Um, I, so I yeah, I just kind of swapped the X and the N, and that was the end of it. There's nothing really like all that creative or cool. I'm just like, I want to stream RPG, RPG stuff, tonics, potions. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes sense, and it kind of all worked together. So I kind of just leaned into it that way. And, that was that was about it. As you can I, tell, I, I really like the color orange. It's just kind of everywhere at all times. It's, it's great. I love it, it so much. Uh, me too. It's it's great marketing. It actually came together well because, you know, you have the I love your your little potion your little logo. I, uh, uh, icon in your logo. Yep. Yeah, we're working on some more of that right now. I'm trying to get some new logo stuff and uh, get that put out. But uh, still shopping around for some stuff I like, but. Right on. Uh, currently, right on. I'm uh, I'm good with the the mascot or whatever, but we'd like <laughs> to change it up pretty soon here. Cool, cool. So, mm -hmm. uh, getting into the questions that you knew you we would have some questions about this uh, of this particular mm -hmm. topic since it's one of your primary things that you stream. Uh, what Dungeons and Dragons class do you consider yourself to be in real life? Oh God. See, this, I figured I'd be ready for this one. I'm like, I'm going to say a fighter, but I'm not. Uh, probably a paladin. Oh, okay. Why? Well, I, I like, because when I, I don't have a lot of strong opinions on stuff, but when I feel personally connected to an idea, I hold on to it very tightly, and I devote a lot of myself to that. Uh, currently, that's just like being a positive influence for my friends. So I'm, I'm the guy who's usually there trying to prop my friends up, when they're dealing with some stuff, and that's kind of just what I do. And uh, I'd be like a paladin of oath of friendship or something. I don't know. Oath of friendship. Oh, that's oath of friendship. That's gonna. I'm homebrewing that. Uh, I think yeah. You need to write I that idea down. Write that down mm -hmm. right now. That's that's. Um, I don't know. Nobody else like, can take it. It's been documented. There we it's go. here. Yes. You have to ask Rusty's Rus permission. Rusty's got it. It's his. Eat it, Wizards of the Coast. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's fantastic, and and it, and it definitely suits you. And uh, um, one of the reasons why we adore you, and and uh, it's exactly that that kind of positivity and uplifting uh, attitude is what we look for for folks on the show. So I appreciate that. Y'all gonna mm -hmm. make me cry. You're gonna make me tear up now. You won't be the first person we made cry. On it's, this show. It's, it's like there's a single tear moment happening. Seriously, yeah, yeah. keep saying nice things about me. It's, <laughs> it feels good. I appreciate you guys again. Thank you for having me on the show and saying all the nice things. I love you guys. You're welcome. Stuff too. Mm -hmm. You're kind of new friends with Druid. I'm kind of getting to know you a little more. I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to hang out mm -hmm. uh, once maybe the night shifts clear up. I can actually hang out in people's evenings. <laughs> for it's great. Um, it's it'll be nice, but um, it's it's been really fun getting to know you guys too. I'm very happy I stumbled across your streams. Ditto. Yes, ditto. So thankful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say I did cry a couple of bandwidth and banter's ago, like legitimately, like cried on stream. So yeah. if you cry, like you're good. Um, it'll be like one, and then I'll just stare it down, and it'll go back in. It'll <laughs> just go right back into the eye. Um. <laughs> Uh, tell us about your favorite D&D &D character you've played and your favorite D&D &D NPC that you've created for a campaign. That one's easy. 
so character I played would be my Triton uh, Druid, Circle of the Moon. Uh, his name was Silbos Lightbreeze. He was a druid that had been uh, adopted by pirates after he was found by a pirate captain, washed up on shore and stuff. Oh, cool. uh, and he was like raised to be a pirate, and then he kind of branched off away from that and decided he didn't want to uh, be hurting people and robbing people on the seas. And his whole thing was he was dedicating himself to protecting travelers on the ocean so that was his whole deal was just protecting merchant ships he became very fun i inadvertently became a captain of my own ship which was not something i had ever planned i was very specifically like i don't want to be the leader of this campaign this time like this party needs to lead themselves a little bit and i just fell into a leadership (laughs) (laughs) it just happens that way uh so that would be that i loved silvos he was super cool i had a bunch of tattoos like a heart with mom in it very typical like Taylor tattoos. Uh, yeah. Super fun. Uh, I think Circle of the Moon Druid in general is going to be one of my favorite classes for ever, probably. Right on. Um, and then NPCs. This one's a little out there. Uh, we have Uncle Eastfen, the Yeast Man, uh, who is a traveling magical baker. Uh, little known fact, he's also an interdimensional baker. There's a huge complicated backstory <sighs> behind Uncle Eastfen. Essentially, he's kind of like a the watchers in marvel like he just watches things unfold in the universe but he also has a passion for baked goods so he just drives around his magical cart <laughs> selling these baked goods and they'll be like based on potions so you'll have like a pick me up pumpernickel bread which is like based on a healing potion so you stuff pumpernickel in your friend's face when they're unconscious and they heal <laughs> uh it was really ridiculous and it started off as like there's an old magic the gathering card from like the early early days and it was just uncle east fan and we just like what if Uncle Eastfan drove a Eastfan? And then, yeah, he's just a, a magical baker. But the whole thing was, is like he exists in every universe simultaneously. Uh, so like he could be any form. And at the start of every session, I have the, one of the players roll a D100. Uh, and if I think it's if they roll 98 or above, he'll show up that session. So far in four years of making D&D content, he's shown up once. <laughs> one time. Yeah. Not even, co- I've only been doing content for... Almost two, but like four years of DMing now, and he's only shown up one time. But that he's such amazing. an anomaly. Yeah, he's really fun. I don't get to I love plan. that mm-hmm. so much. <clears throat> and Stormy, I think we just need to assume every person that we interview that is like super into D&D and nerd stuff, we just have to assume Magic the Gathering is a part of it because I saw the spark in your eye. And <laughs> I'm just like, this it, is not you? the first time. I. <laughs> Obviously, Stormy, as soon as he said Magic the Gathering, I looked right at you and you were like... <gasps> yeah. I, I, yeah. Even though I don't play anymore, uh, Starkitty and I still collect. So mm-hmm. um, That's literally it. I'm terrible at playing. I just liked making themed decks mm-hmm. based on like different stuff. Uh, the last set I played was Rivals of Ixalan, I think. When they did like the vampire conquistadors and all the cool pirate cards, I collected all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't actually play anymore, but my collection's just kind of sitting boxed up, ready to to whip out one day when I got some friends like, "Won't play some magic." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> right." Probably beat me substantially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back on the D and D subject, though, uh, please mm-hmm. tell us about your favorite house rule that you use for your D and D campaigns. Oh, jeez. Uh, so for us, I don't know if a lot of people do this. I know some do. Uh, we decided collectively as a party that we wanted the, the whole potential of dying to feel a little more, um, 
palpable, I guess. So the we just made it very simply that like your um your failed death saves do not reset until you've had a long rest. So if you have two and then you stabilize and come back to life, you get knocked down again and you fail that last one, you die. Uh, we discussed that for uh, like a couple hours with the party and we're like trying to find ways to make death seem like a little bit more of a worry in 50 than it really is because mm-hmm. you, you, someone goes down it's like oh here's a revivify for you and we kind of trying to find ways to mitigate that a little so that one would be my favorite just in terms of like realism mm-hmm. in, in terms of trying to have a bit more of a gritty campaign mm-hmm. um and then, like, we expanded on, like, we don't do crit successes and crit fails on skill checks, but we kind of got creative with it in the sense, like, say you roll a nat one and your total with your adds or everything added to it is, like, a nine and you still fail, something special will happen and you'll fail spectacularly. Whereas if you succeed, it's just fine. Same deal as if you roll a natural 20, uh, we'll find a way to, like, spice it up a little more for you and give you, like, a little bit more uh, mm. oomph, I guess you could say, a little pizzazz on the success, but... Uh, other than that, honestly, I try to keep it fairly close to the to the rules as I need to, unless there's something I feel is like glaringly bad or uh, interferes with the flow of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's the the death saves one is pretty nasty though. Yeah, uh, we've we've run into some situations with that one, but you know, yeah, uh, that we voted and it was unanimous. So um, we're the rule was set at the beginning of the campaign. We're probably maybe considering changing it with the next one, but I don't know. Yeah, like a good one for me. I like I, it. I dig personally. it. I, I think it's it's clever and it and it's well thought out, and um and your 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 folks agreed to it, so it's good. Yeah, we also just we don't really stick to what the rule book says for weapons. So like, uh, you have a spear, uh, which is a, specifically a piercing weapon, but you can bludgeon someone with the back of the spear. So the way we do it is, if you can describe to me how you're attacking. If you want to stab with your longsword versus slash, if you can describe that and how you're attacking, that's the type of damage you'll do. It's such a simple homebrew rule that makes Ooh. the weapon systems in 50 that much more approachable. I might have to like, steal that. You can that's bludgeon really someone good. with the hilt of a longsword, too, mm-hmm. right? Probably do less damage, but yeah. the, literally there's old medieval guides of people just grabbing a longsword by the blade and bonking someone with the hilt. Like That's true. You can attack in many ways, and we tried to uh, tried to make it so that would be reflected a little more in the combat. A little less restrictive. Yeah, I like it. that's, that's cool. a really good one. I really dig that one. I like one. that one. I like that mm-hmm. one a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so spears are finesse weapons for us, but that's just a personal preference for the group. I can also, see that Also, because you can like do some fancy spinny yeah. moves mm-hmm. and stuff, too. If you're good with your dexterity, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I love it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, when you're stabbing with a spear, you're trying to hit a very precise point, right? Like That's more dex-focused to me than, than a strength weapon. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. That's just how we chose to do it. Cool. Yeah, that would be it. Uh, what do you find most fulfilling about being a DM? Oh, I get to satisfy all of my control issues. <laughs> <laughs> An like honest often, DM. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. In my real life, it's pretty chaotic. Anyone who's like knows the personal stuff that has gone on over the past few years is like, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. I got a lot of chaos. So my D and D world is something that is entirely mine and something i can control and then the dice tell like guide how i control it but ultimately i set the stage Mm. and that feels good and i have everyone like on the maps and doing all that cool stuff it literally gets like lets me stretch my uh my control muscles if that makes sense no i get it yeah uh i also it's just i've spent 
started developing my world in 2014 as a cartoon uh, for a script I was writing in film school because we had to do a little plot for a series and it world building started as part of that and now being a DM I get to have people just playing in a world I created that yeah. to me is the coolest feeling on the planet agreed that's awesome especially when they're like hyped out hyped up about something that's just revealed or something or this big plot point I've just been hiding away waiting for mm -hmm. them to discover and then it comes out and I think to myself and I'm like I try to remain remain humble uh but every now and again there's a moment where I'm like I I think I might actually be okay at this. <laughs> like it feels, it feels good. Yep. I had a few of those I recently. Feel, I like, feel you, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm like, as as I'm only as good as my party too. Like I can only, it's like the social interactions a big one too. I don't do that a lot in my my everyday life. I work alone. Uh, I don't really hang out with a lot of people. So it's like once a week I have that three hour period. Just look forward to hanging out with my friends, mm -hmm. rolling some dice, and saying some dumb shit. And it's just mm -hmm. it's the most pure escapism for me. I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm -hmm, I love mm -hmm. it so much. World building is so fun and fascinating mm -hmm. to me. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. It's, it's really that's, cool. That's, um, I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again because we're on the topic mm -hmm. of world building. Mm -hmm. um, when my husband and I were like first initially getting to know each other and we started dating and stuff, we were talking about, like, we were creating characters and like worlds and all of that stuff like on our date so we would go on these long hour-long walks and we would just world build and stuff together and talk about characters and character developments and all of that stuff so i'm just like it's one of those super special things in my heart and i just love hearing people talk about the worlds they create and their imaginations and stuff and i'm just like everybody's so cool i love it so much and like that sounds like a hell of a dating scenario like, it does it's fantastic. I, I'm looking in the wrong places, I guess. <laughs> that finds a Imagine yeah. going on a date and homebrewing a world together. Mm. Like, damn. That's pretty yep. intense. I can, I can understand how you would bond with someone very quickly over that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. wild. It is wild. <laughs> Highly recommended. If you're a nerd out there, we're, make that a date. Agreed. World yeah. build. Yep. World building date. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So a pottery lot. barn here. We've done pottery barn. I've never done like a world building thing, so that might be next. <laughs> Highly recommended. So sh nerd. shifting gears here a little bit. Uh, Rusty, what drew you to Twitch? Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd have to say Critical Role. Um, I hadn't spent any time on it before, uh, apart from watching the Crit Role streams, and mm -hmm. uh, I had little to no interest in the world of streaming at that point um i just like i had watched critical role on youtube and then it got to the point where i was able to watch a game live and that was the first time i signed up on twitch was to watch critical role mm -hmm. i think that would have been like 2016 maybe 2017 either way uh it was definitely that and then when i realized when i like i kind of wanted to start streaming and see what all that was about uh, i realized there was a really nice place to kind of meet some people and grow and form a social circle uh, outside of real life, which was a big deal during COVID. Uh, it wasn't even like I was in my hometown in COVID. I had picked up and moved to Montreal in the uh, like the heart of the or like the the worst of the epidemic. So I was just stranded in an apartment for a year. Mm. Um, so like having a social outreach like that was really good. And that's kind of what kept me streaming, honestly. Uh, and that's what drew me to the to Twitch in general. I met all these really cool people. I'm like, this is fun. Maybe I should spend some more time here and that just led to me trying streaming myself and really loving that yeah 
Yeah, no, it's definitely like I just met some cool people on Twitch and then I started hanging around and then I realized like it's really fun to just be here. So I kind of just kept hanging around and never left. And now here I am. Addicted to Twitch. And we're grateful. Addicted to Twitch. Oh, I get it. I absolutely understand. Um, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? Uh, it was mostly like self-confidence issues, to be honest, especially with the D&D streams. It took, took me like three weeks to even commit to doing it in the first place because I was just like, nerd culture can be pretty toxic sometimes and like putting something you've created and worked on so hard out there and potentially mm -hmm. having someone be like, oh, this is stupid, you suck. Uh, was a big roadblock for me. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and that's what it came down to. Um, I also get a little scrappy sometimes. So it's like, say a couple things, then ban. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> talk some shit first. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was it. It was the self-confidence and, like, just the struggle of being in front of a camera. Even when I was studying filmmaking, I like I like being behind the scenes and, mm. and doing all that. But um, that that was the big one. On the technical side, it was just learning how to get like OBS and like Streamlabs and all that set up, which one I wanted to use mm -hmm. um, and all of that. Uh, also, I just didn't have a lot of space. My first streaming setup was literally in a closet in our spare room in our apartment. And it was it was not a great setup. The sound was really good because it was nice and nice and closed. But, yep, um, yep. Trying to figure out how to light myself and like get the background. Like at that point, it was just a black sheet behind me. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very, very basic. Um, that was the big one, was getting set up in a closet and trying to stream effectively like that. That's wild. Um, also, just streaming off console, not using a capture card, mm. really sucks. I will I will never go back to that. Um, that was the biggest struggle, is trying to figure... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see it in your face. Like, I understand. No, I, 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 the, the thing is, there's a couple of people <laughs> where I'm just like, we gotta get you a capture card and a computer, because we gotta up your game, my guy. Yep, yep, like, yep. <laughs> It's just you can't guarantee equality with it. And then I switched to was something that let you, I can't remember what it's called right now, but uh, it let you like stream from your Xbox, but it would run it through there so you could actually do overlays. I think it was Lightstream was the one I was using at mm. the time. And even that was just more annoying. And it was like, here's a subscription fee you have to pay every month. So uh, also financially, it's kind of like it's not expensive to get started streaming. But it's expensive to get started streaming and make it really good. Like, right. You need yes. to buy lights. You need hardware. You need equipment and like the setup and everything. Soundproofing if you're in a crappy room for it. And it like it, it ended up being a pretty sizable investment right at the start there. Especially the the new PC when my laptop finally died. Sure. Uh, so yeah, money, time, and setup. That was that was the big struggle. Gotcha. Yes. I well, understand the PC thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> On that topic, I got cool so... PC though now. Like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, what did family and friends think when you told them that you planned on streaming? Oh, uh, I didn't tell any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friends didn't find out I was streaming until about a year in, because uh, again, at that point, I had just moved to Montreal. Didn't really have any IRL peeps there. Uh, <laughs> so my parents knew. They didn't really understand what it was, but they've been super supportive uh, cool. uh, to date. I think three people have bought my merch. Turk bought a sticker. Uh, someone else bought some mouse pads and some hats. And then my parents have bought like hats. They've bought mugs. My dad got a mouse pad. Like they've been 
very supportive of the stream and it's it's been nice to know that like uh, families in my corner uh we do come a little bit like me and my sister are both very creative she's an actress she works on films herself she runs her own production company wow. uh, she uh, my sister's like an absolute like she's on a whole other level of being just a kick-ass human being but yeah um, yeah no she puts me to shame i can't even compare um so like they were always really supportive of her so i think they understood that while they didn't understand that i love streaming they should support it as much as they supported her dreams and aspirations mm -hmm. and stuff so they've been good Aww. they let me um yeah no they let me like set up and like do stuff when we move back here and everything it's been it's been good and now i'm uh yeah a few of my friends know like i all the people on the D, &D stream are my irl friends i try to keep Except for the the one shots I do with like Tark and everybody, um, I try to keep that just like in my friend group because like when you're working really closely with people, uh, it's kind of easier with people you know the, yes. the dynamic of and everything. But for sure, um, for the most part, they've been very supportive. Like I have, like I said, Ryan's been stealing our content to make little highlight reels to send back yeah. to me. Thank you, Ryan. And I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, just use the password and get like the high quality videos um peter like <laughs> posting on facebook about it every monday like they're they're doing everything they can to make sure the D, D stream has people coming into it and i uh <laughs> very very yeah i'm very very grateful for them and then uh chris manages my discord for the most part and like everyone's kind of stepped up on their own to to support me in their own way and it's been it's been wonderful to see the the friends and family uh hanging out I think my brother-in-law actively like hangs out in chats from time to time too. So, right on, like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, even the extended family are getting involved. I love that so much. That's so cool. Um, I have a very good, very good relationship with my family. I'm very blessed. That's awesome. My yeah. mom likes to come in and crash my streams every so often, <laughs> but she's very, very aware of like when we're doing an interview. Like she's like, won't come near the door. Oh, <laughs> it's very cute. And then if any like on Saturdays, she's always like, you're not allowed to show up at the house unannounced before, like after three. You cannot do it. My daughter is <laughs> occupied. You cannot bother them. That. They're doing something super important. And I'm like, you, mom. The support is real. No, that's it's true. And it's it's great to have that kind of support from people. It is. It is for sure. Um, they were like nice enough to let me set up in their space and stuff when I had to move out of the apartment. So I'm staying with them now while I'm trying to save for a house. Uh, hopefully that's done by next year because I do not want to be here too long. Yeah, no, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is like, this is the drum space. That Marshall looks like a guitar amp. It's a mini fridge. It's oh, great. Like cool. I have everything I could ever need in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, the cat has settled in very well, too. So that's good. Kitty. Yeah, we love cats. <laughs> he, he will not be making an appearance on stream today. He's asleep on the patio. Oh, okay. Aww, baby. Sad us. <laughs> he's, very, he's very spoiled, that cat, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. My bird is also very spoiled. Mm -hmm. um, what tips can you share to with future streamers? Oh God, I have, uh, I am, I am not nearly qualified enough to give anybody advice on anything, but I will say just do what makes you happy. Don't worry so much about the numbers, focus on the numbers and learn them and understand what it is like you're trying, mm -hmm. like what demographics you're trying to appeal to. That's a big one. Uh, but ultimately if you're streaming stuff that you don't like, people will know and they'll stop hanging out as much. So like my main thing would be make the content you want to make 
and then eventually you will find your niche and the, that community will absorb you and mm -hmm. that's I, I find for me that was where my growth started is when i started kind of breaking into the D, &D community a little more which was a bit of a tough nut to crack i'll be mm -hmm. honest it's a pretty tight-knit community in a lot of its own ways but yeah uh, and getting to that point now but mm. uh, other than that yeah just authenticity don't try to bullshit people because they can see through it. Most people are pretty smart and they can tell when you're full of it. So mm -hmm. stream games you like, stream content you like, doesn't even matter what it was. If you want to sit in front of a computer and chat with people about comic books, movies or collectibles, do it. That's people will respond to it if you're enjoying yourself. That's my big one. Uh, I do also, I remember when Tark was on here, he's talking about like a lot of people will tell you to focus on outside content. I'm with him in the sense that I focus more on making my stream better and then like i'll i'll do a little content on the side and i mm -hmm. i find it's worked okay for me in the past i know a lot of people like say get on tiktok and all that and that helps them for me it just stressed me out a lot more trying to do all that extra stuff uh mm -hmm. now i have ryan uploading the the youtube shorts and the tiktoks and stuff so like one of my D, &D players helping out to handle social media that I don't even really like being on all that much. Like, <laughs> I can relate. I'm not. I'm not super <laughs> huge on TikTok. I don't really. I don't really get it. There's there's citrus yeah. and chat. That's one of the IRL homies. I'm playing some music with him lately. Um, so like the 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 few real life people that know about the stream do tend to come by and hang out and stuff. Right on. Right on. Yay! Thank you for being here. Yes. So uh, here's here's an interesting question. Uh, well, what are some of the lessons you've learned uh, about community management since you started streaming? Uh, set your boundaries and stand by them is a good <clears throat> one for me. Uh, I've one. had some issues with people doing some things that I don't really like in the Discord, and I'm usually very, very quick uh, to deal with that. Um, pick and choose the people that you allow to get close to you like it's good to have a big community and spread out and get to know everyone uh and then th have your tight-knit group of friends that you like know and trust in the community as well i find has been good for me so like in my discord we'll do <clears throat> movie nights where it's like me and like the really close friends when we just kind of want to hang out and in silence and watch a movie and then we'll do other movie nights where we're in like the communal hangout zone and anyone's free to pop in and it's a little bit more of an open forum uh, but I've, uh, I've honestly, like I've, I set the rules and I, I stand by them. And that's the, the big one for community management for me is don't let people rock the boat too much. And if there's someone who's causing issues in the community, just it's, it's easy enough to be like, Hey, here, here's the deal. I appreciate you, but it's not gonna, like, I'm gonna this community okay. manage your way uh -huh. out of my space now. And that's yeah. usually the way I go about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, it's just like know what you're comfortable with and what kind of people you're comfortable associating with in terms of general attitudes and stuff and stick to that and mm -hmm. that's how i've built a fun admittedly little bit of a degenerate community but they're <laughs> my degenerates and i love them <laughs> aren't we all just, just a little bit like degenerate on twitch i feel little, like like a, a switch i feel <laughs> like i've i like <clears throat> From day one, I was like wholesome, rusty, and now I'm like I've been enough time in, in Tark's chats. It's starting to rub off on me a little. <laughs> been corrupted. Been oh, corrupted by chat. Don't kid us. I bet you that you had had that little bit of you inside already. You were. <laughs> oh yeah, he just brought it out. He, he just brought it out. Yep. We did. We did determine I was too <laughs> soft to mod for him. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't handle it. 
Oh man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I've been I've been trying so hard to like not let the giggles get me today. I'm trying to there. get you. I'm working on it. Okay, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> it's okay. There will be full blown giggles at some point. Banana Tom knows that I'm like on the verge, so it yeah. will happen. Um, what do you enjoy most about streaming? Oh, um, getting to interact socially with the people in a place that I am completely comfortable. Mm. That is that mm. is a big one for me. And it kind of, again, it comes down to the community management. Like I've been very selective about like who I'm comfortable having in the space. And I've really love being able to interact with people who have similar and like even non-similar mindsets. We do a lot of discussing in my stream about mm -hmm. like certain hot takes on different nerd culture. Mm -hmm. I'm very easygoing with nerd culture. I'm like, it is going to be what it's going to be. And that's that. Uh, but getting to talk about my interests in a place uh, that I have a little bit of control over uh, a little bit like that's that's a big one for me. Um, yeah. I get really nervous in social situations and talking face to face with people. So having that little bit of a wall there, the slight divide, I can socialize, be myself, be comfortable. Mm -hmm. People can come in and just chat with me. It's yeah. wonderful. Do you, uh, would you consider yourself more of an introvert? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I got. To I the got. Point, it's, it's almost detrimental to my mental health at some points. But oh, it's okay. I'm married to one, so you're good. I understand yeah. how. I understand how it works. <laughs> Like once People a month, I'll go like draining. to the pub. Yeah, so very much in. I'll go like to the pub like once a month with the friends. I'll hang out with the family once a week for like a dinner night, and then I'll do like band practice once a week, and that is more than enough social interaction for me. <laughs> uh, I'm good at that. So uh, yeah, the favorite thing about streaming is just being able to interact socially in a way that is not draining to myself. Yeah. And I get to make all these wonderful friends and yeah. meet people from all over the world that are there because they like what I like, like what, like what I have to say and talk about and everything. And that feels and good. It's validation. Yeah. I crave, like all entertainers, I crave validation at all times. <laughs> just, just <laughs> we just want to talk about mm. the same things, guys. I know, right? Yeah, like be, being fully self-aware here. I am a creative person. I like putting my creative stuff out there and people telling me they like it. It mm -hmm. feeds the ego in a way I feel is healthy. As mm -hmm. long as you manage it and don't, obviously, you got to remain humble and, like, remember mm -hmm. that you're, you're here to have fun. Um, but, like, a little bit of validation does really go a long way for, for me. And it feels good yeah. when people tell me they like my shit. Yeah. And, like, when one of my players has an emotional moment in a game and they cry, I'm like, I got to you. Yeah, I got, I got you. you. <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> I feel it, brother. Storm I totally is going to cry on D&D, too. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of moments... <laughs> Those are the kind of moments we crave to create as 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 a DM, you know, as those moments that that have an emotional impact on our players. Mm -hmm. That feels yeah. good, and yeah. it's like, oh, your heart has validated me. This is great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, we've had a, had a couple of those. Nothing too major, though. I do apologize for the quick quick dis disturbance. I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I, I don't know who the hell was calling me, but <laughs> I got it quick. <laughs> didn't hear a thing. I um, didn't all right, so switching gears to a very serious question. Okay. Let's get in the thick of it, man. In Why? The thick of it? What? Nothing. No, what? no okay. I'm just Sorry. memeing. It's fine. And memeing. All right, I missed it. But so, Rusty, why budget shark films? <laughs> oh, God. 
I hate the budget shark films. Okay, this, this comes back, you know, when you ask what character I was, and I'm like, I'm a paladin. I stick by my friends. I'm very loyal. My God, if you had told me six months ago that I would spend all my time in Discord watching low-budget, shitty B-movie shark films, I, I would have called you a liar and stormed out. But here I am, every Sharknado down. <laughs> uh no what that comes down to is like 100 percent uh my friends really like trash tv and crappy cinema they have a, a love for it so like in the last six months i've watched dozens of just low budget b movie shark for c movie shark films d movie shark films uh and now we're on to like full-on trash tv like I, I swear to god i think we watched like oh god we're getting to like Jersey Shore levels of trash TV in my <laughs> Discord, and I don't know how to stop it. The train is rolling, and it's gonna roll it. over you. Yeah, you know, just like, accept it. You let it happen. We're, we're you talking open about the door. Yeah, see, that's just it. We're talking about community control, and I let him yep. slip through the cracks. You did. You let <laughs> one slip through the cracks. You spending did. All my time watching Vanderpump Rules and Bad Girls Club, and I'm just like, okay, this is my life now. Is <laughs> what the friends like? I mean, it's what the friends enjoy. It brings them joy, so I tolerate it. And it brings me joy that it brings them joy. So right. Like, it right. is what it is. Uh, we did, we are going to be doing a Lord of the Rings extended marathon nice. over the course of a weekend coming up here just to like level that shit out a little bit. <laughs> um, again, like being a film student, it's starting to hurt me internally <laughs> watching these movies. It's causing me physical pain. Um, <laughs> but we do, we do love our crappy horror movies. It's just, that seems to be collectively what people are enjoying the most. So that's what we're watching. <laughs> You can see the sadness in my eyes if you look. Hungry. I know. I can see it. I can feel it. I can. I can. I feel yes. it in my soul. It's I get it. How I feel. What you feel right now is how I feel about the color blue. Oh, Just not, a, not a fan. Okay, I do. I don't want to open that can of worms. Okay, retract. We're retracting the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she brought it up. Literally, as soon as I said the whatever, I saw you guys on what I saw the clips from Wednesday, Stormy. That's all I gotta say. You're getting called <laughs> out, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right. When are you gonna play the drums on stream for us? Uh, next few months. Okay. As I've already been prepping for that. I've been preparing. Um, again, this comes back to self-confidence issues, you see. Uh, when I'm on stage playing in a band or doing a show, if I mess something up, I can bury it. There's other people there kind of covering for me. The issue I'm having with the drum stream is it's just me playing songs or playing along to songs and some of my own originals and stuff. So if I screw up, everyone's going to know, and I'm having trouble getting past that. Uh, yeah. technically hmm. speaking, I have the drum mics already rented, like they're on layaway whenever I want to go pick them up. Uh, mm -hmm. my friend Rebecca is a wonderful, wonderful music producer and filmmaker, and she's going to come in and do all the mixing on the audio for me. Oh, wow. So everything I have in place is in place. Like everything I need is ready. I'm just, I need to get over the, the hump and I need to practice a bunch and make sure I'm like top tier ready to go for that. Um. Listen, yeah, we're listen. stressed about that one. <laughs> listen, so really quick, I am going to kind of derail for a second. I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a pep talk. Oh, we love a pep talk. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, listen. Everybody, whether 
people are going to love seeing you work through the mistakes more than seeing you being perfect. That's right. Because listen, because because we all want to live and grow together. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have so many people that adore you. Mm-hmm. And if anybody tries to trash talk, I'm sure your chat will not let that happen. Yep. Yep. In like a genuine way. Of course, they're going to tease you. Right? You, you haven't spent much you. time in my chat. Yeah. Well, people are going to pick on you for sure. But anybody that actually has like malice, you know, they're my not going to survive. Yeah. You my know chief that. chief moderator takes the piss out of me more than anybody else. But it's ben, okay because I make fun of him for being older than time itself. So, yeah. it's and then, so if that is your number one troll and you know what to expect yeah. from them, you will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You will do great. Uh, you nice. know what to expect. You know what everybody's reaction is going to be. You will be fine. I had to give this. I had to give I this pep talk to my husband when he had to start doing art on stream. He is still really scared to do it, and same. for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. So I've been saying I'm going to start my painting streams up again for like two months now, and it's just sitting there waiting. I just have. Oh yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> you will right. get there. But we yeah. all believe in you. People, the people want Thank it. You guys. Just uh, it's gonna happen. It's a couple months out. Uh, so the plan is to do like four of my own songs that I've written with other people and recorded drums for. We're just gonna strip the drums right out of the track, and I'm gonna play like a live, perfect, like live play along with them. And then we're gonna do some covers in between, aiming for about a 40 minute, 45 minute set list. That's ideally, brilliant, dude. That's gonna be tough. And I kind of want to go through like the stages of my musical journeys. Like, oh, here's when I was playing emo music and shit. And then, like, here's my Megadeth phase and mm. go through all that. Are you gonna do a used cover? I could very easily. <laughs> uh, I still know a couple of them, actually. I jammed one the other day. Yeah. No, the used was a big part mm. of my childhood. Uh, they had a song in the movie Grind which was my childhood teenager, like watch that movie on repeat over and over movie. And mm-hmm, I love them ever mm-hmm. since. So if you want, I'll throw a used cover in there. I've, I have to do quite a few. I believe I have to do a Machine Gun Kelly cover <laughs> for somebody too, which is like kind of hard because Travis Barker's is drumming or his drummer and Travis Barker's a machine. So we're actually struggling with some Machine Gun Kelly songs because the drums are like here and all the guitars and music is down here in terms of skill level, but... It's yeah. gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I want to take well, this moment. Well, we're all ready to support you. Yep. hundred and ten percent when that happens. That's right. Hey, Good. I want to take right a moment. I am fangirling. Aiming for September, October, maybe. I think mm. October would be fun because put spider webs on the drum set and do like a whole Halloween thing. We right could cover like the monster Love mash it. or some shit. Make sure you let us <laughs> know so mash. we can put it in our discords. Uh, we'll even we'll and even more. I I I think it's amazing that that you. Uh, uh, promote yourself in my Discord, but I would I would do an even bigger push. Uh, sure. So uh, let yeah, me know. if you want, I uh, I definitely need to hang out in more Discords. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many. Oh so Drew, I want so... to take a moment to to uh, give you props. Normally, I'm on my, on on my channel. I'm the one that's encouraging folks. Uh, I'm gonna g- give you a big ten out of ten for that pep talk. It was really good. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Well, that's a practice pep talk with for my introverted husband. Those are, those are, like those are the kind of pep talks you have to give to the introverts. That's right. That's yeah. right. Every now and again, we need a little a little pep up. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, here's another interesting question. I think you're gonna like. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about a fond memory you have with one of the first games you've ever played. 
Oh, that's easy. That one, that one's really easy. Uh, the first Fable game, anyone who's spent any amount of time on my stream knows I am a massive, huge fan of the Fable franchise. Uh, mm. The first, I have very fond memories of the first one because it was the first RPG I ever played. It was the first game I ever got to like make character choices that affected your alignment. And like you could look evil or look good. I tended towards good, but uh, I, I had such a deep connection with the Fable game when I was a kid, and I, I played them religiously. I, like, launched any time a new game came out, Fable 2, Fable 3, I was I was there waiting to get it day one. Uh, I have such a deep love of that franchise. I'm beyond hyped for the new one. That's fantastic. Um, you know, and yeah. because of that, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to change up the order of our questions real quick because that perfectly segues into one of the questions I had coming up. So we'll just flop <laughs> it around real quick. Um, my next question that was going to come after hers was, what inspired your Fable Playathon, which obviously your fandom of it is. But on top of that, <laughs> please share a moment that stood out to you during your Fable Playathon. Okay. Uh, so we've done, we've done two of those. <laughs> Uh, the one you caught uh, the other day was was 23 and a half hours uh, of all three games. We beat all three in a single day. Mm -hmm, that felt mm -hmm. good. Uh, that one mainly came about because I lost the video footage from the first one, and there were some good moments in there I wanted to make into content. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I'm doing it again. Yep. I decided to do all the DLC uh, and all of that. But the, uh, the, the moment that stands out is about the last four hours of that stream from like hour 19 to hour 23 became some of the most unhinged four hours that has ever <laughs> appeared on my stream. I was sleep deprived. I had like three energy drinks in my system at that point. Uh, it got weird in chat, let me tell you. At like 3 a.m., chat hits different. Uh, <laughs> we had all the friends in there. The moment that stands out though, like truly is other than the unhinged bit, is people hung around for like that whole stream. That was 24 hours, people just chilling in my chat. And like mm -hmm. that was, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, we did all the DLC and everything for them. Fantastic. Uh, merely the moment, yeah, that, that stands out is the fact that that was the moment I realized people actually like hanging around for long periods of time and maybe yeah. some long streams might be beneficial in the future. I've done like 12 hour ones and those are, I think, going to be my hard limit going forward on stream length. I don't know if I'm ever going to do something that long again. Well, congrats on that success, though. That's earned and deserved. <laughs> Ka-ching. Uh, I don't know how many people have done that in the world. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> that shit was crazy. That was that was a rough day. Uh, I bright side, I slept for a solid like 27 hours that weekend. After that, it was just it was bliss. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, yeah. Drew, yeah, they, thanks for letting me jump it around a little bit back to 16 for you. No, I, I think it was a perfect segue, and I I like it. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to be switching some gears really quick here. Oh, shit. Okay. Please tell us about your quest to conquer Mount St. Helens on foot. Oh. Tell um, us about it, because you've done it before. Yeah, so um, I was talking about how my, my dad's hung out in my chat, so... My community knows him, or at least the people closest to me know who he is, and they refer to him as Rock Dad because he's a geologist and he constantly nerds out about rocks all the time. So wouldn't you know it, he took me on a vacation once. He's like, we're going to go visit Washington State. I'm like, that sounds fun. I've never been there. I was living in Vancouver at the time. So we drive down. He's like, we're going to go on a hike. I'm like, okay. Starting to get suspicious. I feel like <laughs> there's going to be some rocks involved here. 
Uh, and then we leave. We make our way down through Seattle. Wouldn't you know it? The man got strep throat. So he couldn't oh. talk, which, like, for him was torture because we're driving past all these rocks and everything. He can't talk about any of them. I'm sitting there just, like, having the time of my life, just chilling in the passenger seat, not dealing with it. Uh, but, like, even with strep throat under the weather, that man and I hiked uh, four hours around my own St. Helens. We never made it to the peak. That's next time I want to go. But, uh, yeah, no, it was just a, like it was a trip with my dad. Uh, he wanted to go hike. He loves volcanoes. That's his specialty. That's like what he studies. Yeah, uh, he's getting his Ph.D. in it currently. So he offered to go see a volcano with me. And I went uh, seeing Mount St. Helens up close and realizing just how like catastrophic that whole thing was when it went off was a was a really big eye opener. And like, mm. I've seen Dante's Peak a million times. Again, my dad's a geologist. I was raised on those terrible volcano disaster movies. Mm -hmm. um, getting to see it firsthand was really quite amazing. And like, I, I have a buddy who's actually hyped to the peak. So if I'm ever out there again, I might try to uh, figure out at least get him to like show me the way he went and give me a bit yeah. of an idea so I can get up there faster. But uh, yeah. it was really cool. It was really cool getting to see a volcano with my dad. And we've done like Hawaii and a couple other places too. Yeah. Right on. Right on. That's super cool. Thank you for that story. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> no time. No problem. I love telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> As a DM, you should. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's one of our, one of our kindred spirits thing that we got going on, brother. <laughs> we do discuss DMing a lot in chat, and it's very useful. Like that drowning rule that I, I followed without realizing I followed it properly. Feels good. Validating DM moment. Mm -hmm. I almost drowned two of my players on Monday. No big deal. No big deal. They're fine. They're okay. It's just a little trauma. Did they, we'll did they just forget to take their armor off before yes. they went in the water? Yep. Literally. One yep. They were fighting on a boat. Paladin, what's funny? <laughs> he took his, he took his armor off to climb up the rigging and get the sail ready to drop, uh, and then we like the the encounter happened, and then when we started it next week with the big fight, he had his armor back on and we didn't think of it. So at the end of the fight, when he got pulled into the water by the like the last dude on the boat, I'm like, are you still wearing your armor? He's like, I don't think so. I'm like, were you benefiting from armor that whole fight? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh good, nice to know it's still on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he was at yeah. He was, I was rolling against his twenty one AC because he was still wearing his chainmail, uh, and then he fell in the water and he uh, almost drowned. And then Gregory, our wizard, got pulled in and tried to cast a spell while he was holding his breath. And obviously, when you do that, you get a mouthful of water. Mm -hmm. uh, so they both almost drowned, and we were trying to figure out ways to work around the drowning rules. We inadvertently did it wrong, but it didn't end up really affecting anything major uh, mm -hmm. because no one actually stabilized or anything. So we, yeah. we did okay, but like I was panicking because two of my players were about to die. <laughs> one of them was mad at me because he was drowning, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're in your armor. I can't do anything about that. Like, it was you. Yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. Not me. Like I want to cut the straps off. I'm like, on you chainmail armor okay <laughs> we let it happen I, I had him roll dex checks to try and like cut the straps off that just appeared there <laughs> uh, I, I try very hard not to kill my players whenever possible but yeah um yeah <laughs> that was a good time <laughs> um i'm like waiting for stormy to ask the next question but i realize i get two questions in a row yes you do um, <laughs> so you know uh, share the most interesting place you've traveled to. What's Ooh. the most interesting place that? What's your favorite? Uh, what was the weirdest? What was the coolest? I really I like Hawaii. Adding... 
Hawaii. I'll be honest. Again, geologist dad going to Hawaii was super cool. We got mm-hmm. to stay right in the hotel that was like looking down into the crater of Kilauea. Like right there, like the hotel's been burned down two or three times because of volcanic eruptions. And he's like, let's take my children to stay there. And my <laughs> wife, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, but it was really cool, like eating breakfast and looking down into a volcanic crater. Like I'm not a lot of people have got to do that. Uh, so a lot of my trips were like geology focused, but I had a lot of fun on them. Uh, so how Hawaii would be definitely up there. And then uh, Chichen Itza in Mexico. In the Yucatan Peninsula was pretty amazing. Getting to see that pyramid and hike up that and go inside. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. History has always been a very big part. So anytime I get to go somewhere historical, I have a great time. I've, I've gone to Scotland and done that, too, and mm-hmm. done a lot of traveling. It was a I, I didn't really have a lot of hobbies for a while there. So I just spent all my money traveling and like yeah. going trips with the fam and everything. But uh, right definitely Hawaii and Hawaii and Mexico are two of my favorites in terms of visiting. And Hawaii had such an interesting history, too, that I'd no knowledge of i knew nothing about uh Mm -hmm. so i just kind of spent like the two weeks i was there the first time just trying to learn as much as i could about it and it was was really cool learning about a history i had no knowledge of so definitely there right on awesome i love that so rusty uh on this 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 spiral of interesting topics what is the weirdest sleeping dream you've ever had oh oh shit uh that's that's a tough one. I've had some really, really out of pocket, super weird ones that were probably influenced by any number of factors in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I had like, get a little, uh, get a little morbid here. I frequently have dreams of my friends killing me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they never actually do, but like I frequently dream of like my friend is chasing me with a knife, and I'm like. What does this mean? <laughs> and yeah, I haven't I haven't even begun to unpack that shit yet, but I think we're just gonna leave that just tucked right mm-hmm. away in the corner. They all they all know too, like they'll message me in the morning, like did any of us stab you last night? I'm like, Oh yeah, no big deal. Like it's fine, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's not traumatizing at all. I think it's fear of betrayal. We're gonna go with that. We're gonna sum it up to that. Um I wasn't yeah, no, gonna say it. I wasn't, gonna, it say 100%, 100%. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. My friends be evil. Okay, apparently they just be fine with murder. <laughs> <my ass. laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> the alternate universe versions of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be it. You know, I'm just seeing yep. all the stuff they're doing to me on other planes. But I also have to ask myself, like, my friends are pretty cool. They're good people. What did I do to them? <laughs> they're trying <laughs> to kill my ass. Like, <laughs> what did I? What line did I cross? So I'm like, I'm sure I had it coming. I'm I'm sure. I had it <laughs> you had it coming. Good you had musical. It coming. Don't do this to me right now. Uh, I'll have <laughs> Chicago in my head. For he the next only four had hours. himself to blame. Dang it, Druid! Now Damn. you got it in all of our heads. Thank you so much. I'm sure Star Kitty. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't even care. I'm watching Chicago after this yep. is happening. <laughs> great musical it is Um, not my favorite uh, but it's up there it's excellent um if you could have any powers of any comic book superhero which would it be and why um see like historically i like the characters that don't have superpowers (laughs) Like Green Arrow and Batman are my go-to's. Um, I mean, probably like the power of teleportation would just be 
way too useful not to have. Uh, and if you could do it in a way, like, obviously, there's other caveats to having any kind of superpower. But if I could just, like, snap my fingers and I'm in Mexico or I'm in Cuba, sitting on a beach, smoking a cigar and drinking a mojito, like, mm-hmm. that's a vibe. I'm okay with that. I don't want to rob people. It's a vibe. This is what I'm saying. I've been watching a lot of trash TV. It's starting to rub off. <laughs> um, but it's like, I just, I like the idea of being like, oh, I want to see the mountains today. So I'm going to go to the Swiss Alps and do some skiing. And then mm-hmm. I want to go to Cuba and be in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. just be jumping around. I wouldn't do it for anything sketchy or evil. I'd probably try to help some people along the way. But ultimately, I would just be teleporting my vacation around the mm-hmm. entire world for a few years. Probably that I would. I would definitely teleport and steal banana tom's dog <laughs> that would be the only crime i commit that is them's fighting words right there That's <laughs> i have a cult dedicated to his dog. dog i'm just saying i mean if you That's could fair. teleport Bring him, that would take him back i was saying if you I could teleport you could steal him and, and hang there. out with him for a while and take him back and he wouldn't necessarily exactly. know yeah. i wouldn't keep okay. him okay as long as you don't get yeah, banana tom says steal him too there you go and the dog there you go yeah you're coming to the states Definitely teleportation, though. That, that would be it for me. I just love the idea of being able to travel wherever I want, whenever I want. All right. So, Rusty, we're, we're to the last official question of the interview before we open mm-hmm. up the floor. And, yep. uh, this share is usually our most controversial question. Yes. Oh, these wow. are usually our am most I, controversial Am I giving ones. a hot take now? Is that happening? Mm-hmm. Potentially, maybe. I don't know. It's up to you how you want to interpret go. the question. I'm ready for it. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ketchup on mashed potatoes, yes or no? Hell no. Okay, why? 100% no. 100% no, undebatable. The only thing you really need on mashed potatoes is some butter, gravy, and chives. That's it. Okay. Maybe a little salt and pepper. I'm happy with that. <laughs> and you put garlic in the mash, too. You got to mix some stuff in while you're mashing it, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I would not do ketchup on mashed potatoes. I live in potato country. Like, that would be a crime here. A sacrilege. <laughs> people, be, people be fighting over ketchup on that. It's like putting mozzarella cheese in your poutine. It just it doesn't work. It has to be cheese curds. You know what I mean? I, I understand. I, I, you I, don't I, put I, I appreciate that perspective, and it's absolutely valid. Thank you. So, uh, pizza crime. Okay, that's an Aries. Take it back a notch. Yeah. Love pineapple <laughs> on pizza. No, I will. I will die on Absolute, this hill. Hawaiian nope. pizza is a nope. vibe. I will die Absolutely on this hill. Absolutely not. I, I don't you. know, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. We that question. Come on now, guys. <laughs> 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 all right yeah, so see, this is what i mean future, this is right? the most fight this is the fighting mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. <laughs> all right this is that 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 uh point in the interview where we for we share um rusty's deets with everybody guys please rusty is amazing he he uh, deserves and earns our our support every single time that he streams uh he's just the the kind of people that we need to have not only on Twitch, but in the world, because he makes it a better place. So go, go support his channel, drop him a follow, and subs, and biddies, and everything that, that gets him going. Yes. It's not necessary. It's not 100% necessary. necessary. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to go good. and give him all of your money. Yep. yep. You know? True. You have to do it. I'm not going to fight you on that one. <laughs> it's not a pineapple it, and pizza situation. We, we got to support the, the amazing folks. So please go, go check out all of his different links and help support. 
and uh, this is that part where we open up to the, the to the floor uh, for folks in chat to ask rusty questions so uh, while we're waiting for oh it looks like we already have our first rusty question uh, so I'll ask that, and then after that, if you have any questions that you want to uh, ask us, we'll open up the floor to you as well. I got like four mostly D&D focused Right questions. on. I love, love it. That. I love it. Absolutely. So, Aries asks Rusty uh, <laughs> to follow up with the best place you've been to. Where would you love to go or go to again if money or time wasn't an issue? Okay, if money or time wasn't an issue, I would like uh, I would re I'd like to go back to to Europe, honestly. Mm. Uh, so I did an exchange program in Scotland for a month and a half when I was in school. Nice. And I, I absolutely loved it. I stayed in the University of Edinburgh. Absolute treat. My plan was to stay two years and work. And I ended up coming home early because we had some uh, health issues with the dog. Dog was OK, but I, I wanted to come home and be with the little fella. Uh, mm -hmm. So I didn't end up doing it. So I think given the opportunity and the, the finances to do it, I would um, probably 100% go back to, to Scotland and spend my time living and working in the UK. I think that would be really nice. And mm -hmm. I still have family in Ireland somewhere I'd like to go visit and check out somewhere by Galway, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I want to tour Europe. I just want to do like the whole thing. I have a very like a lot of different backgrounds uh, <laughs> that have come through. So I have like Ukrainian family, German uh, I got like little relatives all over Europe. I kind of want to just like pop in. They've all offered me places to stay. So right two year on. backpacking trip through Europe would be the answer. To I, that, I would so totally join you on that trek. I've always wanted to Absolutely. backpack through Europe. Hell yeah. It'd be beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just like I'd love like seeing the old castles and all that stuff is just so cool. I want to play D&D in, in somewhere Europe. old. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just in anywhere in Europe. It doesn't have to be anywhere cool. It could be on the, the ground of a park. It just feels better in it when it's in Europe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hey Drew, it looks yes. like Shadow Man has a has a question since he's there's been... so there's questions are popping in. I don't know if Rusty's gonna get a chance to ask any of his. That's and okay. you can also just kind of like cut in and just be like, I'm gonna ask a question first before mm -hmm. we get to chat. Like you're welcome to do so. Mm -hmm. It is now free flow. There is we'll no method for madness anymore. Perfect. Okay. Shadow Man wants to know what's your favorite car. Ooh. Uh, oh shit. Uh, Pontiac Firebird. Like nice. Old, really Wait. nice ones. I think it was 73, 69, 73. Can't remember the exact year, but there's like, oh, that's a nice car. The old Thunderbirds were so sexy. Nice. So sexy. I would love one of those with like the T roof and everything, like the hard roof down the middle. Ah, man. One day, one day, if I ever get fabulously wealthy, I will get my hands on one of those. <laughs> that or fabulously like a, a... wealthy. That is a sentence that I. <laughs> Just, just so you know, that was great. I happen to come into a few million dollars sometime in the near future. You know, some ancient <laughs> relative I knew nothing about, some long royal line in my family. Mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. uh, definitely yep. the Pontiac. I had a lot great choice. Pontiacs. Uh, All right. I do have a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, and I, it may have been answered a few times before. I imagine it has been at it's this okay. point. But when did you guys start playing together? The two of you, as like a as a pair, doing D and D games and stuff. That's, that's a great question. Socializing and hanging out in general. Druid. Um. So we met. What it's been? It's been a how long has it been since we've? Well, we've had six. We're on, we're getting ready to be on our sixty eighth episode, so it'd be sixty eight we like, weeks. So a little just, over a year now, right? Uh, um, I, I, I'd but say we like actually a year, started a few well, weeks before that, so it'd be a year and a half ago, right? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the way it fell about was was just we met each other in in each other's chats and and uh, like in both her chat and her her husband's chat, Exerpate Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bonded, you know, watching her play in Horizon Zero Dawn, and uh, I found that clip too. Yeah, found that clip, and then and then I bonded with with Fate, her husband, because his 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 uh twitch name is extirpate fade and i immediately recognized it as a magic card and he that was actually his intent he he actually it's his favorite magic card too and it's my favorite magic card so i was like bam insta bond and so uh we just ended up starting to chat and they talked about how they uh they haven't you know she hadn't had a really good experience in her first start of DD and didn't really you know, it was like one of the stutter starts with with, with a you know oh, yeah. didn't quite we actually happen. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> let's uh, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then we we uh, loved we, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Isles in the Mist is my first full D and D campaign I've ever played. Oh wow! Okay, so, you did a great job. Hell thank yeah! You. Thank you. It's my yeah. It's my first ever like. Brains making new to D and <clears throat> to D and D and like tabletop RPGs, like mm-hmm. yeah, oh, y'all are watching me for, un, like do it for the first time. That's kind of nice. I haven't had any like brand new first time to people on like a D and D stream yet. I'd like to one day, but it's like it's a lot of pressure. Like, good on you for stepping into streaming D and D for your first time. That's that's not an easy, easy with one. the company. That I that or you probably have quite a bit of like DM experience too, so that definitely helps with the new player. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'm also not shy. Yeah, she's not shy, so that helps. (laughs) She's a show off. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) I am not shy. I am very much an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Like, and I picked a character that's easy for me to RP because Fern is basically just me and all of my intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. as a character. Yeah. That's funny. That's my and I've, I've, I've been a dungeon master, been playing since 81. Uh, oh, wow. So, okay. um, since BX, the original BX set, um, basic expert. And uh, uh, there was there was a, a couple of years, a few years where I uh, had a lull, um, mm-hmm. but I played every edition and DM'd every edition. And uh, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm more of an expert than anybody else. It just means I have experience. And uh, uh, it does help. Yeah, it helps. It helps. Yeah. I mean, I've had experiences with with great groups and not great groups. So, you know, and I was super fortunate to have have found Druid and Fate because they are a great group. Like Mm -hmm. uh, I met Star Kitty playing Dungeons and Dragons. We've been together 18 years now. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying, guys. If you're into Bring nerd stuff, together. go find another nerd. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, BT actually had a really good question, which I would like to ask because I am also now curious. Um, Rusty. Sure. Mm-hmm. When you are doing voices for characters, mm, what helps you remember the correct voice and mm-hmm. not swap voices mid-sentence? Oh, I do that all the I swap voices mid-sentence all the time. Uh, sometimes it's a tick. Sometimes it just happens. Other times I'm more consistent. So for me, uh, my Mondays before the stream consist of doing all of my prep for that day in just one day because I work full-time and stream quite a bit and I mm-hmm. don't get a lot of prep time. Right. Uh, so while I'm doing that, I have the 
the stream playing from the last week behind me to get like the memories fresh for what we were doing. If there's any character voices I need to remember, they're in there. I just play it back on like two times speed until I get to a voice I need to practice. Uh, I talk around my house in voices all the time. I talk to my parents in it. Uh, my sister, like at work, it's 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 a thing, and I practice it all the time. Uh, there's some I'm really comfortable jumping in and out of, and there's some I'm I'm not. Uh, generally, I also try to do accents from places where I have a heritage from, for the mm. most part. Right. Uh, sometimes I, I veer off into other areas and do like something a little more Spanish sounding or whatever. But like for yeah. the most part, I try to centralize it around European style accents because that's where. Mm. I come from, and I don't want to be like culturally insensitive to anybody. So I'm yeah. always very, sure. very self conscious of that, and I want to yep. want to make sure that if I am doing an accent that is from a different culture than mine, that I'm at least doing it well. So it's it's practicing just all the time and mm -hmm. trying to remember who is what. I also have a little notebook that I keep with me at all times. Like I write down a character, and I'm like, okay, we just slipped into a British voice. They're British now. They're uh, British now. That's literally it, and it's like it comes out on the spot half the time, unless it's a really major character that I'm preparing for. Uh, other than that, I kind of just improvise it. And then shopkeeps, I have like three or four generic shopkeep accents that'll just go through. Yep. And the key is like, say you do posh British shopkeep here, and you do kind of a grungier Irish one here, you can bring the posh British one back, and they won't really notice as long as you put something else in between. <laughs> right. Yep. That's a nice. Yep. It works. It works. Shh, stop it telling works. all the secrets, dude. Well, guess what? Silver Wolf asks, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start DMing? Yeah, that's a great Which question. I'll ask both of you two DMs. I'll have Rusty answer first, and then Stormy can pipe in if he wants to add. Read. Read lots of books. Uh, like, I mean, the Dungeon Master's Guide's good. Player's Handbook's good. But read a, just as much fantasy or whatever subject. Say you're doing a vampire game or whatever, read as much about that. Just absorb as much about that subject as you can through fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Uh, for me, I read a lot of historical stuff because I have a lot of tie-ins to like more historical elements. Um, that's about it for me. Like just, just read, always be reading. I have, that's my main book collection right there. It's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. not even a third of it, but these are my, these are my pride and joy. And I'm around really looking for inspiration. I pull out the Edgar Allan Poe collection or something. It's just like, I always try to try to be reading, keep your imagination going and that'll help you as a DM. Other than that, just buy the DMG, sit down. Even if it's a struggle, I still struggle reading it. Just try to get through that. And once you have a core understanding of the rules, everything else just kind of falls into place. I feel like. That is yeah. great advice. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said you wanted me to answer that question too, Druid? I mean, if you had anything to add, really. Uh, I would say, I would say uh, first start with what, what, what Rusty said, because uh, it's a perfect core to start with. Um, and then I would say, if you have the framework of a story in mind, the skeleton of a story, you know, uh, make sure that you kind of have an end, end goal in mind and that you can find meaningful ways to connect that end goal with the beginning. And then, uh, uh, but allow yourself to be adaptable. Have the skeleton of the idea for the, for the story. But remember that what you're doing with the players is a collaborative experience. So, you know, ultimately you have to let go uh, of, of what happens 
and that your primary goal should always be for your players to be having fun. That is um, it. That one is important. I glossed over that. If your no, players no, no, aren't no, having no, no, fun, no. there's a <laughs> yeah. that, that is a really big one though. Like everyone should be having fun at the table, right? Like yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that maybe way. you know maybe I'm stating something that you and I think are the obvious, which is why you didn't state it. So uh, hmm? so uh, but if you don't have the core basic understanding like you talked about, then you you know then it's going to be tough going forward. So uh, and 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 of course having enough of that kind of lore infused in your head is necessary mm -hmm. to get the imagination going just like you said like there are elements also, that all come together to make like, a, a great experience yeah there's a lot of great dms on like youtube and great campaigns you can watch too that was where a lot of it for me came in mm -hmm. i uh, a little personal history i struggle with reading uh it's not something like i don't i can read anything that's put in front of me but i struggle with remember like remembering it mm. so sitting and reading the dmg and trying to remember the rules just didn't work so i had to consume hours of youtube content about dungeon mastering basically mm -hmm. i had to track down snippets of people just reading me the dmg so i could commit it to memory but finding mm -hmm. the way you learn and then that's a big one because uh, yes. there's a lot to absorb when you're DMing for sure. Yes. Did yes. you have any, any other questions for us? Oh Wasn't yeah. Um, I mean, you guys hit me with the favorite character you've played, uh, favorite character you've, I mean, you said this was your first one, right? Drew? Or yes. have you played others before that? So I'm assuming Fern is your favorite. <laughs> Same name as my her. mom. I respect it. Uh, that's a good choice. Mm. <laughs> Did you, how'd you spell it? Is it F E R N E? No, just regular, just literally like Love the plant. It. Like the plant? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, no, that, I thought that was really funny. I'm yeah. like, that's my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I guess that would be your favorite character. Stormy, mm -hmm. what about you? What's a, what's a favorite character? I guess for Druid, I'd say, what was your favorite moment you've had as that character? Would be, nice. a, would be a good question. Well, I'll fill that first, and then and I'm curious to hear her answer on <laughs> So, uh my my favorite character that I ever created, and I've, I've created a lot if you count NPCs as well as as player characters. But so my favorite character uh, was a monk. Uh, he was a uh, uh, and, and monk isn't necessarily the most fun character class to play. Depending, I mean, it can be. You know, it depends on your experience and in, in, in the the world and stuff. But mm -hmm. this particular character, the concept I had for him uh, was that uh, his name was Archon. And he was just a human, uh, and uh, he was a, this is the 3.5. And so uh, he had the, uh, what is it called? He had the, uh, uh, when you're a pacifist and you also don't want uh, possessions. There, there, there's a, like, in 3.5, there are these two, um, I forget what they're called. Man, it's been so long. <laughs> so you can forget a lot of stuff too. A while ago, and I played that one. Yeah, but but the the um, the bottom line is is uh, he didn't want to own anything, and he didn't want to hurt things, and so it was a really unique experience to try and play that character. But he was he was incredibly charismatic and wise. And so it was always fun role playing him where he tried to talk his enemies out of being his enemy. And uh, there was one, one moment where I got to talk 
this this uh, ogre captain out of you know he wanted this ogre captain was uh, holed up in some ruin with with all of his little goblins and stuff and and mm -hmm. he was building up his army to, to go take over a town and you know uh, we went bumbling into his ruin and we we met him and I and and I actually was able to convince him to give up his his evil ways and go join join some sort of a, a commune and and uh, it was. It was a fun experience, and it was a unique experience uh, to try and play a character that's so far outside the box of a normal D&D character. Yeah, pacifism in 50 is a difficult thing to achieve, I feel like. That's, yeah, yeah. that's it, really cool. In 3.52, I mean, it's really, I mean, we oh, yeah. didn't get, sadly, we didn't get, I mean, it ended up being more of a one-shot module kind of thing, so we only played a couple of sessions, so I didn't get to get in far into it as, as, I, as I wanted to. Obviously, there would have been exceptions for him, his nonviolence, for like, like undead and uh, uh, demons. Sure. So yeah, um, totally reasonable. Yeah, but at uh, any rate, I'm curious to hear awesome. what Druid's awesome moment was with, with her favorite. My yeah. favorite moment... Um... Uh, my favorite. It, so that's really difficult because I have a lot of really fun moments with Fern. Mm. I think some of my favorite moments is when um, I'm trying to find a way to communicate with one, like with like an animal or or a plant to just like get basic information. <laughs> And I'm like sitting here and I'm like trying to find a way to talk to Storm. Like, I'm like sitting here. Like, I'm like, how would Fern actually ask this tree if there's, if they saw a person? Like, how do you, mm -hmm. like, like, what do you do? <laughs> like, how do you, how do you mm -hmm. actually get this information? So I'm like watching Stormy like a hawk, like for any sort of inform, like any inclination. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I enjoy those moments a lot when I'm trying to just like talking to the plant and I'm like, listen, okay, so you know, there was a blue light here and I would really like you to tell me if you saw like a person they had no ears what do you mean <laughs> yeah so, so those, those are the... <laughs> i tried to make it interesting in that I, I i i view the perspective of what she's talking to from its own point of view Mm -hmm. And 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 I my perspective on a plant was it wouldn't be able to communicate. I mean, even though we in the role playing would be communicating in in English mm -hmm. or common or whatnot, right? She's not talking to it in that language, and it it's its own being that has a different conception of time and space and 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 what it experiences. And so it's going to talk in a different way, and it's not necessarily going to the 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 vocabulary isn't necessarily going to mesh up. And so it's it's fun to to create a tree persona that uh, doesn't quite connect with the things that she's asking because, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's definitions and to... of things is different mm -hmm. than hers. So try to yeah. interpret the tree moving yeah. its branches a certain way mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, 100%. And, and then also like moments when I say something as Fern that also shocks me. <laughs> I love those moments because like with Fern and I've talked about this before is like 
it is a free flow of consciousness, man. Like some of the, like sometimes (laughs) like words just come out of my mouth that I had no idea were about to come out of my mouth. Yeah. And, and I really enjoy those moments because that's how team two gets killed and um, (laughs) gets themselves killed. Yeah. And, um, because I got, had nothing to do with that. We got a couple of good, good, good questions for Rusty here. Um, yeah. I like this one a lot. I'm going to jump ahead and then let you have the one from Goblins and Warlocks, if that's cool with you, Druid. Yeah. So the one that I see from Kill DG is, what word describes what you're most grateful for at this point in your life? Uh, and I guess he yeah. wants all of us to answer that one, but uh, I definitely want to hear that from, from Rusty. Probably peace. Mm. Um, it's been a very chaotic few years since the start of COVID for me. The life has gone on several roller coaster journeys, and for the first time in a little while, it feels like things are like there's still shit going on, and it just. But now I feel like I have moments of peace that I can really sit down and just kind of enjoy for the first time and i was i was talking about this the other day is i've been in crisis mode since like the start of covid obviously but we all have and it's getting to the point now where i'm like finding these moments of quiet where i can just kind of enjoy the simple things like i i spend time out in my garden mm. I, I sit on the patio with my cat and do that and it's just like it's peace finding those little moments of peace and relaxation that's uh, awesome so i'm grateful for the peace in my life right now Right and the on. friends we have we have the best friends i could ever ask for despite yeah. all the shark movies and Indeed. trash tv <laughs> i love them dearly um druid how about you uh i mean um i don't know there's too many um i would definitely say um secure Hmm. um and uh comfortable i would i I have to be extra because that's just kind of the person that i am but this is the most secure i have felt with with like friendships um with the people that i have chosen to be close to me like I feel really, really secure in those friendships um, and really safe in that, in, in those friendships. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, so I'm actually just going to stick with secure. Secure is a, how uh-huh. I feel. Uh, for me, I would say connection mm-hmm. because uh, that's what I, 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 I love that, that uh, Twitch uh, has brought me all these amazing people to to find more connections with, and yeah. uh, it's it's interesting how <laughs> you know how it how it does that. It's a, it's an interesting kind of paradoxical mm-hmm. platform, right? It, it, because we have that kind of separation, it allows us to open up more and connect yeah. connect better. Then sometimes being in person can be more awkward. Yeah, and so. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely agree, and it's one of those things like because I work in customer service, mm-hmm. and you know I was in a position of leadership. There was a lot of things that I had to like 
I was open in myself, but there was a lot of things that I had to like pretend weren't there or like kind mm. of like, you know, just be like, I'm not in a place where I could be myself. And like, that was like the most socializing I would get would be in part like at work. And so, like, you know, you have to have a certain rapport with coworkers and, like, all of this stuff. And, like, you know, you have to be professional in a customer service setting. Even if you're just selling coffee, you know, you still have to be, like. Got to put that smile on. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I get to be so much more my, I, I am, like, the internet knows the truer me than anybody else besides my own husband, obviously. But mm. it's, like, you know. It's wild. It is wild. Crazy, Twitch. Goddamn Twitch. People are entirely too comfortable sharing entirely too much sometimes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that is so factual. Yeah. But... Yeah. I'm on the internet forever, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could come out into the real world if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a clip during one of my fable streams. Like, a bad guy started choking my character. I was like, ooh, haunted daddy. And that <laughs> clip got around to the friends <laughs> and my family. And they're like, do we need to talk to you about something? I'm like, no, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. Just, just, we're going to forget that ever, ever <laughs> happened. Just bury that one. Yeah, right. that was deleted. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's okay. Stormy dressed up in a mod, uh, in a, a maid cosplay on the internet. Oh, so. I showed that on my stream. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you told me, I'm like, boom, pulling that shit up. I remember. <laughs> oh god, I forgot. <laughs> There's a a Nurse Rusty cosplay clip out there somewhere. Yes, um, yes, there is. I want to find it. Can't get rid of that one. Oh, I'll share it in your Discord if you really want. Please do, please do. You lot good luck on seeing me in a nurse costume in a wig. He needs the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. He needs the it. The best part was the wig matched my real hair color, so the beard didn't really look too out of place. It's a little. <laughs> so, oh, no. last question before we wrap up the show. Uh, I'll let you take that one, Druid. That was oh, uh, which is goblets. Uh, how did you come up with the sprocket? Ah, so Sprocket is a, a lovable little go- goblin artificer I'm playing in Goblets and Warlocks uh, Descent into Avernus campaign. Uh, so he's like, we need someone to drive the infernal war machines. I'm like, oh, bet I got this. Uh, so I started working on this little goblin, and I've always liked the idea. He was a criminal, so I like, I kind of wanted to lean on a little more uh, criminally sounding. So I leaned on a stereotype, and we made him sound like he was a little bit from the Bronx. You know, he sounds like a little like he's maybe come up a little rougher and stuff. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, he's been in Avernus for seven years working on infernal war machines breathing in all this nasty stuff so we added three packs like three packs of cigarette level voice to it and sprocket went from this to uh something a little more like this where he just kind of <laughs> he always talks like this you got a lot of rasp in the throat it absolutely butches me to do it every single time yeah but, uh, i absolutely love playing sprocket it's a really easy voice too once i kind of Settle into it, all right. There, that's too phenomenal, dude. I'm impressed. Yes. I've always had I'm a rough, a rough time with East Coast accents for some reason. I struggle with Canadian one, oddly enough, at being <laughs> Canadian. But like people are like, oh, do the Canadian accent. I'm like, I fucking can't. Like I cannot do a parody of my own accent. I just sound like that. <laughs> that's just how I talk. Sound like that. <laughs> yeah, off stream, I like there's there's a lot thicker Canadian accent. I'm leaning on some stuff to get to, to bury that a little bit, but. What? 
Because um, <laughs> I don't want to be going around staying a boot and A all the time and buds and dude and like, it's, you know, <laughs> to, like when those moments happen, I want them to have a little more gravity. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I understand. If I'm hitting the chat with, oh, fucking right, bud. Oh, like, yeah. I want that to really hit home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> As like I live in New Brunswick, like this is we're as East Coast as East Coast gets, except for Nova Scotia, and Newfoundland, Labrador. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty thick accents out here, and we have a very heavy French population too. So it's, it's very weird, very weird out here in terms of accents. But uh, I love I it. I bury it on stream a little. I did have one more question. Yeah. Okay. Um, um specifically, uh, this one's a little more for Stormy. Uh, actually, no, yes. it works for both of you. I was going to say for Stormy, uh, is it like, what is it about the retro RPG nights that are really appealing to you? Like, you seem to really enjoy Daggerfall. Uh, and then, uh, like, you were enjoying Arena too. The pixely graphics, I know you said, were a little harder to deal with. But, like, what's the appeal there? Uh, and then I have one for both of you after this. One. Well, I would say, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you get the kind of the, the nostalgic feeling of it. Um, honestly, I enjoyed playing Arena, and I would keep playing Arena. I just felt like it wasn't best for the stream, for because mm -hmm. not everybody could could tolerate the pixelation and the slow movement. You know, because it can be kind of hard on your eyes. And in my, I don't mm -hmm. want to make anybody nauseous or anything. So, um, and and uh, but as far as like Daggerfall and you know, of course, Skyrim. Even though I mean, it's technically like what twelve years old now, so it's kind of retro. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but you know, uh, Daggerfall and, and and Arena and others. Uh, it's just a nice kind of flashback to when games were simpler and and you get to experience things in games that they don't do anymore. They concentrate and focus too much on making game. Like, for example, specifically the Elder Scrolls games, they they spent so much time taking stuff away from you that you could do in the Elder Scrolls games. You know, over time, they've each subsequent Elder Scrolls game. There's less that you can do in the game than before. That I like people to be able to experience the joy of of having this kind of ama amazing all these different things you used to could do, and um, okay. so I hope that's 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 a good it's, answer. It's honestly made me consider checking out Daggerfall. I, if I do, I'm gonna need your help getting them mods set up. Though. Well, guess no what? No guess problem. what? He does have <laughs> some YouTube on you. videos. Yeah, go check them out. I've go check out his Daggerfall guides on yeah. YouTube. I will, I will gladly that. help you with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. And then my last question for both of you, mm -hmm. uh, seeing as you both stream yourselves, what are some goals in the near future you'd Ooh. like to accomplish? Ooh. Um, um, could be small, could be big. Your choice. Um, my, I, I love my stream. Mm -hmm. uh, my stream, I, I love my people there. I, I love all of that. But um, bandwidth and banter has become kind of the pride and joy. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's one of those things where I I absolutely would love to be have my own stream be successful. Um, I that would be cool and all. I definitely am trying to add more stream days and all of that. But bandwidth and banter is the pride and joy. Like I I love this so much. Mm, agreed. So um, yeah. yeah. If I could literally just only ever worry about bandwidth and banter and then my own stream my life would be complete 
Oh, I see Fair what you mean. You, what you mean by that is is if you could only focus on those and not have to worry about IRL job and stuff. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. For all of us, I'm sure, <laughs> at one yeah. point or another. Um, so my answer to that is is an, on, along similar lines. Uh, I want, like, our vision for Bandwidth and Banter is that it can grow enough such that we can continue to incorporate more and more uh, successful people on Twitch so that it gets more exposure so that then we can have folks back on that and keep lifting up the folks who don't necessarily always get to get seen because there's no discoverability on Twitch. Yeah, that's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, and, and so okay. I, I just, there's so many amazing streamers out there uh, and there and there's some streamers at the very top who aren't that amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to knock anybody. I'm just saying there yeah. there are some people. There are some really incredibly creative and brilliant people who, because of the the amount and volume of 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 stuff on Twitch, and because the top people kind of you know kind of rule that roost. It's not it's not like I'm not adversarial about it. I just have this vision where bandwidth and banter can can help you know bring to light people that, that wouldn't necessarily otherwise and uh i just i just love doing that and mm -hmm. and then also the other goal is to is to make storm saga games make Stormkeep this place where streamers can uh feel like they're a part of a group that does this that has this vision in mind and this goal in mind mm -hmm. to lift each other up so that we can all find some sort of you know success on this platform yeah I, yeah i agree that's a great great point uh, hell yeah well that covers it for me like right on and good answers for both of you hell yeah Th thank you rusty rusty he's the he's the man <laughs> so he's he's my man i appreciate, appreciate you, you so you much for joining us sir I, I held the tears in this far but <laughs> it's, been it's okay we, we can cry after <laughs> <laughs> we get in the discord we'll cry it out i want to thank right. you guys for having me on here it's been an absolute treat just coming to hang out and nerd out about stuff for a little bit uh really really thank you guys for for Absolutely. having me thank you for coming my brother time. we like we can't wait to have you on again in the future once we start uh having recurring guests oh yeah that that'll be fun i'm gonna have to get both of you to come play D, &D with me at some point <laughs> that's, figure that out uh, stick around we'll, we'll have some conversations uh <laughs> oh we will yep, 100%. all right so we're gonna wrap up the show now Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you joining. See you, everybody. Go follow him. Indeed. My God. Just ah, such a fantastic person to have on the stream. <laughs> uh, ah, the, the, yeah. the joy and the vibrancy and the brilliance. He's just a radiant soul. Yeah. I, it's always so... I always feel just so like good, you know, at yeah. the end of the stream. I mean, you know? that's why you and I love what, what we're doing here. I mean, it's it's funny how we developed this this idea, this vision together. But it, it's when it started, it was just us doing this whole tech talk thing. We were just figuring out tech issues tech to talk make Tuesday the, on Thursday, right? Just to make the D and D stream thing go. But then we had this this idea, and mm -hmm. it's something that I believe wholeheartedly in. And yeah. I want to make this the, the, your dream and your goal vision uh, uh, to come true druid so we're gonna make it happen and for folks like rusty with you. and yes. all of the other amazing folks that we've had on and the folks we will have in the future yeah
We like to brag about the cool people. That's right. We like to brag about the cool people that we have met and that we adore. So with that, uh, who do we have on next week? Oh, that's a good It's pretty exciting. <laughs> oh, we got Closet Scully on next week, yes? right? <laughs> another DYS Scully. crew member. Mm-hmm. Ah, DYS. She's, she's and another uh, and another uh, VTuber. That's right. She's another VTuber, mm-hmm. and she's a mm-hmm. she's a uh, <laughs> she's an amazing, wild, interesting human being uh, who who also happens to live in Europe. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. So uh, yeah, it'll be a unique experience to have her on the show, and uh, I'm super stoked. So, uh, anyway, why don't you wrap us up there, Druid? Are we doing the outro? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You we got started? the new outro. Oops. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming to the show, guys. Please like, subscribe, and comment below. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review the episode. And we are bandwidth, yeah, bandwidth and banner. And banter. Thank, Thank you, you and good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on that. <laughs> bye Goodbye, bye guys. Goodbye. <laughs>